0: If you're looking to improve your golf game, then stop right now and hit up my buddy, Jason Gandy, at Willow Creek Golf Club. He's played in all the big tournaments, he's caddied on the PGA Tour, and now he's using his skill set to help you get better at golf. You can find him at Gandy Golf, It's at G-A-N-D-Y Golf, on Instagram or Twitter. And if you're not located in the East Tennessee area, that's no problem, because he's got all the technology necessary to help you wherever you might be. Once again, that's Jason Gandy at Gandy Golf. Your golf game will never be the same. Of all the games I used to play in my younger wilder days, the game of clubs and tees never crossed my mind. But after some discussion with my closest,
1: dearest friends, I Ladies and gentlemen,
0: boys and girls, it's time for another weekly podcast of the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Andrew Putters. I'm here with my partner in crime who just about took a bite out of crime this weekend in the CJ Cup, at Joe Nicely from rotoballer.com, lead editor, golf editor up there. How you doing, Joe? Other you than other than the, the the near make or the near miss
1: oh man those, those near misses kill me man <laughs> i sometimes wonder if it's if it's better to just completely miss so you don't know, have to come up short but yeah man made a good run in the cj cup um ended up coming in eighth in the uh drive the green the big uh big gpp with thirty five thousand people in it came in eighth which is kind of sick because um, you're Kind of out of good money, but it was a really nice week, man. I know several of our listeners had good weeks. Um, Really got a lot of things right last week. Uh, One glaring thing wrong, that was Matthew Wolf, (laughs) Unfortunately, who came out and shot 80 on Thursday. Um, But other than that, man, had a really good CJ Cup. Seemed to have a really good handle on that one and excited to dive into the Zozo, man. Ready to go.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, what was weird to me about the about the CJ Cup, like you said, we were so excited about seeing Shadow Creek last week. And really what 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 stood out to me is obviously the the golf course is hard because you had guys shooting in the very high 70s that weren't on their game. However, when they were on I and mean, they shot low, I couldn't believe how low some of the scores were um uh, what was the low do you know what the lowest single round of the week was, was it was it seven under or
1: was there an um, eight under in there well CoCrack shot eight under yesterday oh he did shoot. Uh, that's Sunday. right he birdied 18 didn't yeah. he yeah so 64 yeah. i believe that is super deep on a long course like that yeah man we're just we're just seeing it consistently every week um since the restart whether you want to talk it up to no fans um so these guys are a little more comfortable out there um or or kind of the new distance. We're just consistently seeing these guys go lower than we've ever seen them before on, on any of these courses. So, yeah, man, it, it was very surprising. But love seeing Shadow Creek, really cool. Um, we were pumped about that, and it just didn't disappoint. Um, what a cool layout, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think the four par fives obviously played a role in that. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the COVID is, you know, people are playing more events too, so the fields are stronger. Uh, yeah, be, that's a good yeah. point. So, but um, yeah, so like you said, Co-Crack twenty under uh, held off uh, two guys that you or talk. You, you talk about CoCrack for probably the last six weeks. Uh, another guy you've been talking about, Russell Henley, right up there, um, and Xander. Of course, it seems like every time he tees it up on a what we would call a challenging golf course, finishes top five. Um, seems like actually he thrives on the longer, harder courses. Uh, the easier courses, he like just kind of just goes out there and just kind of misses on to me. That's what I see anyway, just from looking back at the stat line. Uh, The other guy up there, Terrell Hatton, uh, Terrell Hatton, um, you know, what was weird is I never felt, I think we both did, just didn't feel comfortable on pulling the trigger on a guy like him on a course like that. Um,
1: Yeah, and especially coming straight over from from a big win at the BMW over in Europe, Um, you know, a lot of concerns with him. Uh, as far as the jet lag and kind of the, the hangover from the victory over there, that's a, that's a very big tournament in Europe. Um, but, yeah, man, he played extremely well. His irons were absolutely on fire. Um, so, you you feel like that's something he might can continue to carry over. Um, so, so, he's a guy we might need to consider this week. Um, yeah, there were a couple surprises. Um, Wolf playing horrible was a surprise. Hatton playing well was a surprise. Um, a guy we kind of gave a hard time to, Matty Fitzpatrick, played pretty well. Um I was looking at that today. Um, So, yeah, man, um, we got a lot of things right, though. Um, Xander, uh, Russell Henley, Crack, all guys we touched on here last week. Bubba Watson, the guy we spent a lot of time talking about. Um, Joaquin Neiman. Um, So, just several guys that we touched on last week um, played really well. So, we're excited to keep it going. Um, Ready to dive into the Zozo. Real similar event, small field, no cut. Um, So, we'll see if we can't. Can't find some more plays for you.
0: That's right. Zozo Championships. Uh only second year planet. It. Uh it's kind of one of the one of the uh new new styles of events that they're doing now is that they've taken the Asian tour, uh, the Asian swing as we would call it normally. Um, and they're they're they've been trying to integrate that, but with COVID come along, they decided to move it to America just for this year. Who knows what's gonna happen in the future? Actually, personally, I think we kind of like it because we're seeing these Golf courses that we're never going to see on a normal circumstance, but Zozo Championship, uh, it's going to be played at Sherwood Country Club in Thousand Oaks, California, just barely north of L.A. Um, Sherwood is a par seventy-two, seven thousand yard, a little, little over seven thousand yards. Typical ranges run between twelve and thirteen. Uh, interesting to me, uh, especially you you don't see much of this is bent across the board. Um, you're going to see some rye in the rough, but fairways, tees, and greens bent grass. That is uh, obviously for me, the player. Uh, I would, I would love to play on a golf course like that because we just don't see it very much, you know. Um, uh, like I said, um, we don't really have much about to know about this course other than uh, just it's kind of an older style course, um, you know, designed by Jack Nicklaus. I mean, there's really not nothing. Well, there's nothing to say other than we know it's ten miles north of LA, and it's a pretty place. That's all I know. I, I was just telling Joe I attended a wedding there back in two thousand eight, and uh, it's a beautiful place, um, Sherwood Country Club in Thousand Oaks, California. But other than that, we don't know much. Uh, superintendent's been there a long time, so course is probably perfect. You know, like I said, we're excited to see a different course. So,
1: what do we know about it, Joe? Well, uh, like you said, it's a necklace layout. Um... Really interesting thing. I thought there are uh, five par fives and five par threes on this course, uh, which is something that I I don't know that we've seen um, that I can remember seeing. Um, so that's a really interesting note. Want to give a little bit more weight to uh, par five scoring and par three scoring, uh, considering that kind of kind of unique little thing. Um, like a lot of Nicholas courses, strategic thinking is going to be required. Um, Position off the tee is going to be very important. Um, it's a second shot golf course, um, so you want to put yourself in position. A lot of risk award. Um, guys are going to have to weigh whether the there's a drivable par four the very first hole, <clears throat> and uh, that's kind of the first decision of many on this layout, so guys are going to have to weigh, um, you know, going for these par fives, trying to drive that par four, uh, things of that nature. Um, Tiger's played extremely well here. He had his little hero challenge uh, here for – about a dozen years so we got a little bit to draw from that he won it five times Um, and we can expect you know last week we know that length was almost a need I don't believe it is this week Um, just a little over 7,000 yards and I think uh, I think a little bit more is going to be placed on accuracy off the tee versus length Um, so that's that's kind of how the angle I'm taking even though it's you know we know a little bit about this course, but it's it's pretty well unknown. It's definitely not one we see in the regular rotation. Um, so I'll be looking for a kind of kind of toll driving, accuracy off the tee, really good iron players, uh, guys that can scramble. Um, that's that's what I'll be looking for this week. So so right out of the gate, we know just from
0: you know here, years past. I didn't. I, I just it just lapsed my brain about the uh, the, uh, the the the. The showdown at Sherwood back in the day, uh, was it? This, this wasn't the one where they played the night golf event, was it?
1: Um, I don't or, think so. Th-
0: this is the one where they played um, the guy and the girl versus the guy and the girl, wasn't it? I think um, Tiger and David
1: Duvall played. Yeah, heads up. I'm not sure exactly. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what all the uh, specs were on that one, but I know Tiger and Duval did play heads up yeah. on this one. Yeah, I do um, remember that now. Yeah, I think it's on the 16th. In the 16th fairway, I think there's a big, huge rock in the middle of the fairway. And Duval had to take an unplayable eye because he's behind the rock. Um, but, yeah, man, um, it's it's an absolutely great course. Just, just happens to be one that isn't on the regular schedule. Um, but I think a lot of folks are going to be impressed with how this course is going to look and how it's going to play.
0: Absolutely, yes. So, so we know Tiger's comfortable with it. Uh, and probably anybody in the Southern California spectrum or anybody that played college golf in California has probably played here once or twice. You have to think that, put that into consideration around right the gate. Um, so other than the big cat, uh, you know, last week it was weird. The two guys that we were most in love with <laughs> heading in the tournament dropped out, Tony Fina and DJ, uh, looks like DJ still out for this week. Tony's back. Um,
1: so. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm showing the same thing. I'm seeing DJs out. Um, Mike Couture took his place and as of right now, Tony's still in. Tony's in. So, so
0: who, who do you want to start at the top? You want to start with who you like first? Or where do you want to go? With yeah,
1: it? let's, let's just start the top. Um, kind of a surprise up there. First time we've seen Xander Shoffley up there in a while. Um, obviously well-deserved um the dude's just been on a tear hasn't been hasn't been able to close the door on wins but um playing unbelievable golf man and this is another course where he just jumps squarely into consideration we, we figure it's going to play a little tougher than your average everyday tournament um kind of requires precision shot making ball striking uh scrambling all of which sanders is excellent at um so yeah man he, he his spot at the top's well-deserved um this week's a little tougher for me up at the top. Um, really like Xander at his price point last week. Um, even though this is a no-cut event and we can get can get kind of aggressive at the bottom, this this still feels like a pretty steep price to pay. Um, even though I do like Xander up there, John Rahm. I don't know that this is his type of course. Um, even though he won at Muirfield earlier this year, which is Jack Nicholas layout, um, you can kind of look at Muirfield Village. Maybe even a little bit of Heritage, um, kind of has comp courses this week. So, Rahm's an excellent player. He's always in consideration. But I would almost go Xander or down to JT or Rory um, up at the top. Um, and we got Hatton up there at 10, who this course should be perfect for. Um, he gained a massive amount of strokes on approach last week. Um, coming off a win at the BMW, um, the only thing I kind of worry about is him running out of steam maybe a little bit. Um, he's had two big events in a row. But uh, didn't show any ill effects last week. So maybe you, can, maybe you can keep it going this week. Um, the course sets up perfectly for him. Um, but up at the top, you kind of have to lock all those guys. I would maybe put Rom just maybe a, a tiny tier below the rest. Um, but Rory's coming around. JT played well. And obviously Xander. Um, what are you thinking at the top? I know sometimes you're not too trigger happy up there. You're going to be going after these guys this week?
0: Well, and and true Andrew Putter style, I'm sliding down to Mora Cow my first play. Okay. Uh, guy that uh went to school out in California, uh went up to Berkeley, uh, North California. But uh and then probably actually sliding down all the way to the UCLA, uh UCLA alum Patrick Cantley, just because probably I feel the 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 thought that these guys have probably played here. Obviously more is starting to maybe you know, he had the big win, and like most of them we see on the tour, they have a big win. They they drop out or drop down, and then as they start coming back up, you know, um, start playing a little better, playing a little better then boom, here's another win. Possibly, I don't I'm not saying that more is going to win this week, but I'm liking him on this course. Uh, we know he can get to any par five, hits it great, hits it straight, uh, putts good. So
1: yeah, yeah, he had a he had a very. Morikow a lot ball striking week last week. Um, gained, gained 5.8 strokes on approach, um, which looked look more like him than we've seen in a while, really since the PGA. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Morikow. It feels like his irons are coming back around. Um, and I, I really love Webb this week, man. He's, he's always a guy that seems to kind of go overlooked. Um, but uh, he's played well in, in the Hero Challenge. He played here when Tiger hosted that event here. Played well. Um, this is his type of track, short, um, distance in a requirement. Don't hit a lot of fairways, hit a lot of greens. He's a great scrambler. We know he can get hot with the putter. Um, so I'm very comfortable if, even though we don't have to this week because it's a no cut event, I'm very comfortable starting there with either Morikawa or Webb or both. Um, starting your lineups right there, I, I feel like a very solid, very solid approach to take this week.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, I couldn't just, I I don't disagree with you at all. I mean, Webb, I mean, just like Hatton, it looks good on this course. we got to think guys that have that style of game will thrive, e- even though they're not as expensive. Um, probably going to be off on Fina this week uh, because of that. Not necessarily because uh, he don't have the game for the place, but, I mean, I mean, the f- the five-part fives does kind of make you kind of wonder. But, I mean, the guy hadn't played in a couple weeks, so. Who
1: knows yeah. With <clears throat> yeah and we've seen these guys man um which everyone i'm sure handles things differently but we've seen these guys um i, I i'm thinking scotty Scheffler in particular kind of come back slow um uh, after being laid off for a couple weeks due to a positive test um we've seen guys eventually play well when they came back and know harris english back at the start of the restart tested positive and we know he's played great um but it seems like it takes these guys a couple of weeks to kind of get back in the groove. If this, if this were last week, I would, I'd be willing to maybe take a flyer on Tony cause it seems like the course was such a good fit at Shadow Creek or even back at the Shriners. But like you said, I don't know that this is a great Tony track where we want to target him. Um, Patrick Reed kind of makes sense. Um, but I never seem to be able to nail him down statistically um, but this feels like his type of track. Same can be said of Matsuyama, who's a great ball striker. Um, just always seems to be in the mix on these tough courses. And uh, our young guys, Hovland and Wolf. Hovland played great for us. Wolf played absolutely terrible for us last week. Um, I was so shocked, man, by his play last week. Just, just so shocked. Um, totally got that one wrong. Did not see that one coming. Um, but we, we've seen him demonstrate some of that volatility in his career. Um, but I'm actually interested. You're going to get mad at me, Andrew. I'm interested in going back this week, man, and I'll tell you why. Matthew Wolf grew up seven miles from this golf course. Um, he's, in his own words, said he's played it thousands of times, um, had friends that were members here that, that let him play. So this is a course that he's very, very familiar with, um, which is something that, that makes me interested. And you also have to figure his ownership's going to be down after last week. Burned a lot of people at, at, at chalk ownership um so even though it's kind of gross uh, i think you can go back to matthew wolf here are you gonna be on the wolf tiger train baby both under up down the street <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about course history you got to talk about the big cat won here five times uh when he was having his uh hero challenge event here uh runner up for five times and you have to feel the fending champion of the zozo you had have to feel like when they said hey we're not going to be able to have this event in Japan. We're going to have to relocate it to the U.S. You got to feel like Tiger maybe had a little bit of input as to where this thing was coming. Uh, so he, he was guaranteed to show up. And you can, you can believe that he dropped uh, Sherwood Country Club's name when, uh, when talking about to the organizers of this event. So he's not looked good. Um, the form hadn't been there. But this is a course that he knows very, very well. You got to feel like he's going to have to start getting his game ramped back up for Augusta. You got to feel like that's in his mind. Um, Weather's going to be warm. Uh, This is right down his alley, man. If there's a spot for him to play good, um, he's a scary DFS roster this year. But if there's a spot for him, this one's pretty intriguing.
0: Um, I agree. Uh, You know, I have trouble staying away from Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods for whatever reason. I don't know. But uh, I have trouble staying away from both of them, so – I'm all in. Let's. I'm pushing the chips in, Joe, pushing the chips Joe, in. Let's get on the Tiger train. Hey, um, the next four weeks, all in on Tiger. Let's go.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like it. We're what about out. Bubba? Bubba, did, Bubba came through big for us last week. Um, okay. What are you thinking about him here? He's he's played well in that, that hero challenge as well. Um, I was looking at him earlier today. Uh, had some really good finishes in that. Um, the ball striking st- – we, we talked about last week has been tremendous and it remained tremendous at shadow Creek, um, finished with the T seven there, despite losing strokes putting. Um, so what do you think about Bubba? Can we stay on for one more week with him? We teed up with Bubba. Look at it. He's teeing up on this golf course,
0: five before he tees it up, Joe, the all five of these holes, he's going to be able to reach into. So he's the, it's a par 67 for him when he tees it up. That doesn't mean he's going to shoot five hundred under round. I'm just saying that's just right. facts. So, yeah. uh, it is what it is, you know. Um,
1: yeah, the only concern with me is the, the price increase. Um, we saw him at 7,300 last week, fairly, light, fairly lightly owned. Um, now we're looking at him at 8,700, and he's going to be pretty popular, I feel like. Um, we do this on Monday night, so it's earlier in the week. But you got to feel like there's going to be some people jumping on the bubble, w- bubble wagon uh, when they start looking at those ball-striking numbers, the, the numbers that we saw jump out at us last week. Um, the course history's nice, uh, even though it's, you know, it's tough to go off a limited field event like, like the hero challenge was, but he, he did play well in it a couple times. Um, so that's the only thing that would scare me is the price and the, the popularity. Um, even though I do like how he sets up for this course, same could be said of co-crack, even though we're always a little reluctant to take these guys off a win. Um, this course sets up well for him, but it's first career PGA tour win. So, I might not hop right back on Kokrak. Um, I am interested in going back to Joaquin Neiman, though. Um, He's a ball striker, played very well for us last week. Um, This is the type of course where his precision is going to pay off. We just need him to make some putts. And uh, a guy that we didn't like last week but ended up playing well, this course suits him much, much better, is Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, gained, Gained strokes with his irons last week played well i think he had a t12 um on that very long course this one's going to be more manageable for him um and then russell henley man um the dude is just a ball striking machine got the putter going last week really kind of had that one in his grasp at one point looked like uh he was going to kind of take the lead in that thing and and uh and be in the mix to win it which he he was there till the end but crack and xander pulled away a little bit but I think you can go back to Hanley, man, with this with this ball striking on this course. Um, what are you thinking in the eights there? Uh,
0: in the eights, um, I'm surprised you didn't man- you didn't mention D- Daniel Berger at all, even though he hasn't had a recent form. Um, that's your guy, uh, and uh, he, he's an iron, he's stri- he's a striker of the ball, as you say. So, uh, I- yeah. <clears throat> I kinda like him. I, I definitely uh, love Watson in the Heights. Uh can't get away from him either. It must be an Augusta thing. If you play well at Augusta, I can't get away from you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh I'm 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 out for life on Fitzpatrick for whatever reason. Scotty Shepherd hadn't shown anything. I I'm I like your Colin Henley. I mean the guy is like his approach numbers have been ridiculous over the last six months. Uh Just hasn't really been able to capitalize. I mean, he's got five top tens in the last 22 events. So, can't say he hasn't necessarily capitalized on it. But, I mean, the guy's knocking on the door. I know somebody we ain't going to be coming sniffing near. near. Uh, And that's uh, the
1: Jason Day we are staying away from jason day oh my goodness how brutal is how brutal is it to have jason day on your roster last week 10 under going in the final round i think like t3 going in the final round looking in good shape playing in the final group or next to the final group next to the last group one hole first hole triple w and d baby Play, See you around.
0: playing with uh he's playing with xander and kokrak
1: yeah that's right yeah playing with xander and kokrak um Goes in the final round with a legit shot of of maybe winning a thing or a a top five at least and uh, just breaks hearts like he's done for years. Um, And that, my friends, is why you don't roster Jason Day. (laughs) So brutal, man. I was lucky enough that I didn't have any Jason Day, but talk about being sick.
0: That would make a man just ill from head to toe. That That was worse than the famous Oakmont break in second place on saturday and laying down in the middle of the fairway
1: deal yeah, uh, yeah just, just ridiculous man i that i played jason day a little bit we talked about him there around the time of the pga championship um so i feel like i i got in and got out unscathed so i probably won't be going back there for a while i feel like i have kind of danced between the raindrops Day. <laughs> so I, I won't be going back there anytime soon um and once again, man, this this range, like we talked about, I, I feel like DraftKings has is, is kind of caught up to us this week. I feel like these guys are priced this week where they should have been priced last week. Um, as far as guys like Kenley, Bubba, Neiman, they're up there in the eights this week versus being in the sevens. And then in the mid-sevens, again, for me, it's just these veterans. Um, I know you like a lot of them, so, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, man, it's just – it's tough to get behind a, a Mickelson or a Paul Casey or a Justin Rose or Ricky. Um, even though the resume's there, the pedigree's there, um, it's just hard to pull the trigger on them, man, even at this price. Um, tell me, if, tell me if you think I'm wrong on that.
0: I mean, if you, if you look at form wise, the the 7,000 range is is just a complete no, really honestly. Uh, if you look at especially uh, what we love to look at shots gained approach, uh, w- with with the recent form, say the last six tournaments or so, let's just use that as an example, uh, it's going to be a big no on the whole 7,000 range, in my opinion. Uh, with the one person that kind of that – I'm going to uh, step over the that history, uh, the last uh, – the, the history of the last, say, six, ten events, uh, and that's going to be uh answer. I'm throwing answer in because uh, the course is a little shorter. Um, we know that his putting uh, is not always great. But guess what is great? He hits the ball straight, and he hits it on the green. Not necessarily the longest hitter. He doesn't hit it short by any stretch. But he hits it dead straight, hits it on the green. Probably uh, did – let's see. Let me look at – I think, uh, you know, obviously his U.S. Open, he finished – pull it up real quick. Uh, 56 in the U.S. Open, so didn't have a great U.S. Open, but came back with the fourth place in the Shriners. Followed up, he finished T-28 last week. Like he had, you know, hung around par basically all week. So – um that's about that's about all i see in the sevens uh you could drop down the low sevens and maybe throw somebody in there but it's not going to be in those sevens that i'm going to be on
1: yeah i can understand answer maybe um maybe the one exception i would toss out there would be adam scott um he feels like he's in a little bit different level than than some of those other vets like ricky and rose and casey um so i'd maybe toss adam scott out there at 7900 um just because he's such a classy player, man. We know he he plays these kind of traditional tree-line venues very well. They require ball striking. So I I would toss Adam Scott in there, um, even though he he rarely tees it up anymore, it feels like. Um, But, yeah, man, dropping down to the low sevens, that was our kind of our honey hole sweet spot last week, Um, and they bumped our guys up. But they they kept a couple of these guys right there. Um, Brian Harmon, we talked about. This is a shorter golf course. So you have to feel like he's going to be a little bit more comfortable even than he was last week. Sebastian Munoz continues to play very, very good golf, Uh, just sneak in there and knock out solid finishes. And a guy that I was big on last week, Cameron Smith, uh, came through with a strong finish and uh, just had a small price bump up to 7,200. Then you got uh, your boy, Ryan Palmer, who's played well. Taylor Gooch had a huge finish. Lanto Griffin as well. We touched on him last week. Um, I would be – Gooch um is explosive but I never seem to get the guy right I know he's capable of doing it but I never seem to be on him on the right week so I don't know if I want to stay on that train but I wouldn't go back to to Lanto Cameron Smith and Munoz down there it's not quite as good as having Henley and Crack down there like last week um but I think it's still an area that you can kind of work with and build around uh Brendan Todd who I'm never on you locked last week brought up um I prefer him more this week than I did last week, just because the course is shorter. And then your boy at 69, Jordan Spieth.
0: I'm telling you what, it's going
1: to – I got did the you, race Did you see how many – did you see how many DraftKings points he put up last week? It, it was crazy, man. He, I think he outscored like Rory and JT in DraftKings points last week. I might be wrong yeah. about that, but I, I could have swore I seen that somewhere. Yeah, he made yeah, right. like an unbelievable amount of birdies.
0: 19 birdies and eagle, 11 bogeys, and two others, which you're going to have run into with the speed Master, a few others,
1: um, which, oh, my. Yeah, so. Um, do, do we put him in consideration, though, in a no-cut event just because he's maybe going to make so many birdies? I, honestly, the racer's been it's – he's been erased off the list.
0: I go- <laughs> you know why? Okay, here's the thing, Joe. He's been erased off the list because you know we're going to use him at Augusta. So, let's go ahead and take him off the list for a few weeks, Uh, get him ready for Augusta, and then we'll throw him back on as soon as Augusta's
1: over. Okay. I got you.
0: I I love him. I mean, you ever think you got Taylor Gooch, uh, Brandon Todd, Lanto Griffin, uh, Ryan Palmer, Munoz, more
1: than Jordan Spieth. I know, man. It's crazy, and I never play him. And uh, and I I said last week, I'm just going to miss that boat when it comes in, but. He's 6,900. He's got four guaranteed rounds. That's the only thing that's making me actually kind of consider him a little bit. I won't, I won't be heavily invested. Don't get me wrong, but I, I might have to throw him in some GPP lineups just because he's got four guaranteed rounds to go out there and try to make birdies. Um, and I'm not crazy about the the rest of the guys on down the board. Really, um, is there anybody you like? I'm never playing Kevin nah. Uh Cam Champ. Disappointed. Cucher's um, in the field now because DJ's out. Uh, Kisner.
0: Strokes Strokes gain approach last, uh, 24 rounds. Kisner's seventh, eighth, ninth, ninth overall.
1: Uh, but at the same time, he's putted well, so. Uh. Me, on's a guy that is very, very volatile and very inconsistent, but he might be a guy to consider on this course. Um, he can just pop up and play really well in spurts. Um, a very good scrambler, horrible putter, um, but he's a guy I might look at down here. Harry Higgs had another hot putting week last week, uh, played well, had a good finish, um, but it was mostly on the putter. Um, but other than that, man, it, it kind of runs dry for me this week. Mm. Um, as you get on down in the sixes, we've got a lot, a lot of Japanese guys in the field um, playing on exemptions. Um, that might be something you want to dig in uh, as far as Japan tour stuff, but I probably won't be going there <laughs> myself. Um but yeah, man, the sixes are kind of dead when you get down to the mids for yeah. me this week. I make,
0: I'm over here making notes, you know, with players that I like and dislike as we go through them. And I'm like, if the leaderboard looked like this, it would be like a seven year old man's dream. Like, you know, everybody in here's a vet, <laughs> you know, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Bubba Watson, Matt Wolf, and Spieth in the last two groups, by God. You know? Let's uh, just
1: uh let's just kick things off. Let's go, let's go more cow, hobbling wolf. Yeah. Well, we'll, go, got, we'll go ultra young and then we'll uh we'll switch it up and go go vets as we go now
0: i got i got tiger wolf watson spieth neiman answer <laughs> so gross That's I mean, so gross. if they finish if they if, if if i get five if i get six in the top 20 there you'd be like what is going on so i don't know
1: it is a sick lineup uh but circling back to the top I wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Thomas or Rory McIlroy win this tournament. Would you? Um,
0: I mean, of course not. I mean, Justin Thomas basically finishes in the top 10, 60% of the events he plays in.
1: So yeah. and I Same same thing with Xander. Yeah. Xander too, man. Um, it makes you almost want to get at least, at least exposure to one of these guys and then maybe try to get a 9k guy in there as well. Your favorite, whether it be, be more Cal Webb, um, those are those are definitely my two favorites in the nines. I, I do I do have some interest in Hovland Wolf, no joke, at, at the low nine range. Um, but I almost want to get one of these ten K plus guys in this week, at least one.
0: Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, honestly, I'm I'm throwing them out there again. Bubba Watson is my my sick sickness play of the week. Uh, Eighty seven hundred. Probably. I, I honestly think at that price, he's going to be fairly low owned. Because there's not much below 7,000 other than maybe the Jordan or the Kisner that anybody's even going to look at. And maybe not even look at Jordan because he's played so bad.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, you might be right. I mean, that, that price tag probably will put a dent in his ownership, even though people's eyes kind of got open to how he's striking the ball last week. Um, so, you're probably right. It might even end up being a little bit against the grain to go back to Bubba at that price. Um, I like Neiman up there as well. He's just playing – solid uh same can be said for henley these are guys that are just ball strikers that we feel feel good about um, the only thing we're concerned about is their their putters um, which is always kind of a crap shoot but we know the ball striking is going to be there tee to green and we know that's going to be required this week um, my guy my dark dark horse guy is uh that range was so good to me last week that low 7k range i'm going back there I'm almost like cameron smith is going to like be my that. dark horse this week. I like
0: that. He's the he, – he he. said, uh, statistically, he's probably the only person in the sevens that actually sticks out.
1: Um, yeah, I was very surprised that he was still down there. And, and even the same can be said for Sebastian Munoz, man. I mean, if you look back, um, he's he ranks top 25 in this field in almost every strokes end category. He's been putting together very solid finishes. Um, the only thing you're worried about is kind of that the wheels are going to come off the wagon at some point. But – Um, the ball striking numbers are there for him to continue doing this and at that price i mean he's just he's just been frozen in that low 7k range and the same can be said for smith so yeah either of those two guys um i feel good going with this week
0: there you go uh okay closing us out what we got going on at rotorball this week
1: yeah man we're taking you through to the masters um got some great stuff over there. Spencer's, uh, knocking out winners left and right. You can check out his Vegas report. It's one of our premium articles. Um, we played a couple of courses we aren't familiar with. Um, Josh Bennett does a course breakdown every week so you can get caught up on the tracks. Um, and you can check out my core four, um, also do a FanDuel article over there and a course history article. Um, use promo code NICE, N-I-C-E when you sign up for a premium and you'll get a nice discount.
0: There you go, folks. Rotoballer.com. We use them. You should too. Uh, tell you what, if you like what you heard, hit us subscribe, like it, share it with all your friends. Uh, we just got four more weeks, or this week and three more three more weeks. Three weeks from Thursday is the Masters, folks. So we are excited. Uh, we're excited right. to see with Country Club this weekend. Uh, this is Andrew Putters. That is Joe Nicely. We are signing already off. Here, three in the lake. It's going to drive.